Hey everybody, you're listening to Very Decent Chats, your weekly podcast with educational, inspirational, and hopefully entertaining content about life hacks, relationships, spirituality, leadership, theology, comedy, uh, communication skills, creativity. <laughs> it's really about everything I find interesting and worth discussing. I'm really glad you could join me. My name is Andy Glowacki. I am your host. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, my friends. How's it going? Hope you are doing well. Welcome to another episode of Very Decent Chats. I am chatting to my friend Mike today. Mike is also my co-host on another podcast called Captivate Podcast, which is a bit more theological and a bit more Christian ministry oriented. But this Very Decent Chat with Mike is not about theology or anything like that. It's more about Mike's story and his experiences growing up, getting married, and just walking through life trying to figure things out. And it's also about valuable lessons that Mike learned and all sorts of interesting experiences. So I hope you enjoy this very decent chat. It's a bit longer than all the previous chats, but I think that's that's fine. You know, every now and then it's okay to have a longer chat. So I'll have a bit more to say at the end, but for now let's dive straight in to my very decent chat with Mike Harris. All right, all right, Michael Harris. Welcome to Very Decent Chats. <laughs> Do you like the name of yeah, my show? Good. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Did I steal yeah. it from you? I can't remember if it was your idea or mine. Uh, I, I I think it was yours, um, and I'm, I'm I I believe you quoted me because you 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 re- remember asking me, but I don't remember asking you. Asking you if I could yeah, use yeah. that name. Yeah, Very yeah, Decent Chats. That's what I meant. I did ask. I, you. I, I said I don't care. Didn't I? Like that. So even if I did make it up, then it's fine. It's fine. I've never given you credit for that. Yeah, officially. On I, the don't, show. I don't. I don't think it was actually mine. How did, we had a conversation about something else, and then we came. We up. were trying to figure out how to label the conversations that we had just with us. Yeah, that's where it came up. I'm pretty sure. And then you said, and well, we, I said, it's a very decent chat. No, it's a good chat or something. And then you said, a very decent chat. Yeah, because we 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 called it. We ended up calling it off the cuff stuff, right? Yeah, but very decent chats was, and I, I, I believe if you listen to one of the off the cuff stuff, we actually say very decent chat somewhere right. within that. Okay, but so if I, <laughs> so if I decided to call my podcast off the cuff stuff, that would be like more explicitly stealing your idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but very decent yeah. chat. It's still it's still a bit vague. We don't know who came up with. Yeah, it. yeah. But yeah. well, I'm I'm very happy for you to have a podcast. Cool. Very cool. decent chats, as long as the chats are very decent, which that's what I'm questioning as to why. I'm on well, this might be the first one that I'm recording that will not be a very decent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I thought it was only appropriate that you come on <laughs> for that one because <laughs> you know I can't have all the conversations to be very decent chats because then you know it's just boring. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah, it's not very decent. I guess you know this, this, this chat is going to make the rest of your chats very decent, right? Because I, I love your confidence. If man. if all of them <laughs> if all of them are of a high quality, there's not necessarily you know anything to compare it against that makes those very decent. So you, someone else could just say, "Oh, they're all rubbish." Right. Whereas if they hear this one <laughs> and then they hear the rest of them, then they're going to go, "Oh, all of these ones are great," but I mean that one's pretty. Good. <laughs> yeah. So if I have to be the guy. Then you you'll I'm, take one I'm, for the team. I'm happy to take one for the team. 
cool. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like you need me in that. In I, that I do need yeah. you, and I'm like, I'm really struggling to come up with a really good segue. <laughs> 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 it's not a really good setup for this very decent chat. Um, Mike, do you remember how we met? I do, I do. Remind uh, me, because I don't. <laughs> yeah. So the first, the first recollection I have of you is I was at I was at Bible College, and I was doing night classes. And when I did uh, night classes, I had done night classes at TAFE uh, before, doing um, you know studying accounting. And because I was there to just get my certificate three or whatever, I was you know working towards at that particular time i had in my head that when i go to study in order for me to focus i'm not there to make friends and i'm not terribly good at making friends anyway that's true um, but <laughs> on this particular that. on this particular night i think it was church history actually we uh we ended the class and uh we were to yeah partner up with with someone to to pray and for some reason, I was sitting further forward in the classroom than I would normally, because normally I grace the back rows. Um, but yeah, but this 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 bloke come up with this weird weird accent, and um, you know, sat next to me and said, "Hi, I'm Andy. Watch it, mate." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we and we and we prayed, and and that was that was the first time that we came across each other. We we prayed together after this class. You know, I didn't really you know didn't really think much of it because I wasn't there to make friends. To make friends. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, but how we how we developed that friendship, I think, was when we started arguing about the atonement which right. was your favourite topic at a particular point in time. At that time, yes. Um, and then we both realised that we were, you know, fairly decent at playing table tennis and we, you know, got a little bit competitive around that and then it was kind of, you know, went on from there as to we would argue about theology and argue about who was better at table tennis. For the record, I'm a lot better than you. Yeah. <laughs> at everything. Yeah. You <laughs> Including have table of, tennis. No. have kind of come out on top of most of the things, but there's the occasional victory that I can kind of, okay, you know. Yeah. yeah. What year was that? 2014? It would have been either 2013, 2014. Can't remember. Yeah. But. I feel like such a bad friend because I actually don't remember that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like that church history class or yeah, um, yeah, table tennis. I remember obviously. Yeah, because we played a lot. We still play sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm like it didn't it didn't really mean a whole lot to me either. But I remember that's the first time when I met you or figured out what your name was, and then yeah, first but. time first time that I can think of that I remember having a conversation with you was more like a theological topic. I think we were having lunch or something. That was a college as well. Yeah. Yep. We were having lunch or something, and then I just finished a class on systematic theology, and the topic was crucifixion of Jesus yeah. and what and that means. In in my defence, I hadn't done that class yet, so I was operating right. out of my you know children's church, my church upbringing of you know of my understanding of the atonement and arguing from that perspective. Yeah. Meanwhile, you were coming out with all of your Bible college knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, so I remember that being our first conversation that we had a bit of an argument, I think, about what the cross is and, yeah. and all that. Anyway, this podcast is not a theological podcast, man. No. It's not no. meant to be, although I am interested we're, in theology. We're just, we're, just, we're just hanging out. We're just having a very decent chat about everything and anything. And uh, it just happens to be that we met at Bible college. So. It's, yeah, that's right. 
Can you tell me a bit more about your story before Bible College, before I met you? Sure. How far back do you want me to go? 1989. <laughs> Judge that for yourselves. Your listeners just, just can explain judge. what you mean by that. <laughs> in Adelaide, so, northern in, parts are not the best. Is yes, that what you're saying? yes, yes. So I, I was on like it's, it's kind of like a new de new development of a northern part of Adelaide, um, right. and um, yeah. So I I had a fair few. Um, so my school went uh, for a a trend. A bit of a transition so while I was there there um, was yeah middle school became a thing while I was in you know between year 8 and 12 so I went to high school in year 8 I think once I was you know in year 10 or something they started mm. bringing year 7s and year 6s up and all that kind of stuff onto the you know the high school campus um, and they've only just recently brought the whole school up to the high school campus as well. So, um, so that's the kind of transition that the, the school was in. Um, for me, like, I, I didn't particularly you know, care about any of that. Um, I was kind of, um, you know, for, for me, a lot of my friends went up from the primary campus, which no longer exists anymore, to the high mm. school campus at year eight. So I still, like, I had a, a friend group um, that went with me for that time. Um, and I probably had over my um, year eight to year 12, I probably had three different friend groups. So uh, year, year seven, if I can start there, year seven was a bit of a um, turbulent time for me and mm. that was like that was part like year seven to year nine was kind of where I was finding finding myself, finding my identity. Um, you know, I was going to the church at the time. My um, my family would would take me there, and <clears throat> yeah, just finding a lot of disconnect between you know a whole bunch of stuff. Like who I was at school was totally different to who my parents took to church on a Sunday. Mm. Um, you know, to how I operated at home was totally different again. Like there's just all of this, and I was just trying to um, collaborate all of that to figure out who like who the heck I was. So so you had like like three different modes of operating like yeah what was that well You're trying to fit in in school and it was, yeah it was just me trying to fit into each each area right. um you know that there was you know i i still have today a desire that people like me um i still um but that was very much more prevalent in my you know year seven to nine and that's mm. where i was operating out of at school um so trying to do things so that people will like me and when they didn't i got quite violent you got um, violent did you say <clears throat> yeah Far out. So, so and like, that like was what? a, yeah, like, you know, I would punch people punch, and stuff. Punch people, you know. Dude. Yeah. I like, like I just, don't even know you, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we so, had a yeah. decent chat. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I mean, like, that that was that was year seven. That was what I was like, year seven. And year yeah. eight and nine, I was kind of like, this This is a fresh new new campus, new school kind of thing to me. So, I was kind of like, what, um, 
you know, like I can almost start afresh here. Mm. I need to figure out, like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be in the principal's office every, you know, every second week because I punch someone and that's inappropriate. Um, yeah. You know, so I was trying to figure out, so, um, yeah, I guess passivity and not caring what people thought about me became my driver. Mm. Even though I still underlying did want people to like me and did, you know, did want uh, to fit in and all of that kind of stuff. Like somehow, and this this was probably before I would have called myself a, a Christian for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somehow this this um, you know switch off of this violent tendency and all that kind of stuff that I had, like it, it just needed to stop. It wasn't it wasn't healthy for me. My brain was you know kind of borderline. Yeah, you know, on on yeah, I, I, I was sensing that you know if if I keep thinking like this and think keep thinking destructive thoughts about myself, then I need to check myself in to get you know get mm. checked out. Like that that kind of seriousness was what I was kind of thinking that I was heading towards. So let's let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and as part of that, I kind of thought, well, you know, one of one of the areas that I am in that I could check out is, you know, maybe I should just start listening in church. Yeah, there may be something in church that I'm currently not paying attention to because um, I thought it was boring and you know, irrelevant and all that kind of stuff, just something that my parents did. Maybe there's something within church that is going to help me in this because, you know, the, the Christians that I knew, the older the older people, I didn't really have a whole lot of friends at church. Um, the older people that I knew, they're all lovely and they're all really nice to me and all that kind of stuff. And I tried to be the best person or had mm. the best self on for Sunday because that's what you that's what you did when you walked into church. Um, but that's what you thought you were supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, so there was a, there was a bit of a you know. Um, Thing, things happening there for for me and um yeah eventually you know i i came along to youth group here and made a few friends and that kind of thing and they helped me to see um you know at least a a version of christianity that i was kind of that i could identify with mm. um you know that that jesus was a person that you know that was loving and was almost who i was trying to model myself after without knowing it so i was kind of like i kind of want to be right like that so i saw i saw value in the person of jesus and you know what like i wouldn't you know looking back i would explain it like this you know value in following him Mm um but i think it it more because I was having a, a bit of you know struggles at home, which was my th- third kind of area. Yeah. Um. You know, I found a um, great sense of community and family within you know this this these new friends that I found at church and the youth group and that th- kind of thing that was happening. So I was like, I want to be part of that family, and that family um, became my greatest sense of family growing up until the point that I got married because of. Because of that, so <clears throat> yeah, so my family life at, at home, I won't go too much into it, but um, yeah, that that was that was a sense of you know my parents had priorities for me. I kind of had you know some some different priorities, and yeah, we we um, you know, but both of us, you know, me and my parents wanted the best for me. But mm. what I could see in my young, immature brain was that they weren't compatible. Mm. So. There was a there was a you know fighting against that I guess and right, right. yeah you know, the reaction of that was I embraced the church as my family 
Okay. Um, so yeah, so that that was my um, my kind of you know. Um, but as as I got older, I became known as kind of the you know the Christian kid. I was involved in. So that was at school. Yeah, know? at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was involved in a, a few of the kind of Christian ministries, I guess, of the of the school. Um, but I, I just tried to. Well, I, I wasn't. Um, you know, well, I, I got the questions of, oh, what does Jesus think about this, or what, you know, what, like, if I'm going to go to church, how do I need to act? Like all, all of those kind of questions. But you know, I, I wasn't really about shoving it down people's throats because because of the underlying thing of I still want to be able to fit in, and my you know three different friend groups of something that I mentioned right at the start was about moving friend groups just to help with my transition into something that was a, a, a something that was going to um, contribute to the health that I wanted mm. at that particular time. So I, I remember I think year 10 or something, I had one main friend who mm-hmm. now I, don't, I didn't have in year 11 and 12 kind of thing. He like just moved on into a different friend group. I moved on into a different friend group kind of thing. But, you know, we, we used to hang out. We didn't really have much to talk about. But it was, it was that isolation, I think, that I needed from my original friend group, which was unhealthy. And some of those original friend groups actually formed the, the third one that I found myself in kind of a year 11 and 12. But because I had spent that time... I guess in isolation or, or whatever, not having too much connection with people, <clears throat> and come out as a stronger character. I think in the end mm-hmm. of you know this is something that's important to me. This is something I do like it or not. You just you know they just kind of dealt with that, and, mm-hmm. and it didn't become an issue. It was you know that was that was something that came up occasionally. You know I invited them to stuff that was here at youth and things like that, but. But yeah, but that that journey for me, it was like it was, it was terribly disorientating, mm. um, and you know, I, I didn't see school as um, I had no idea what I wanted to do at the end. Like after school, like after school, like well, I, I didn't, I did all right. You know, I was probably kind of an average, average kind of student. Um, you know, I didn't do do terribly. I remember, um, you know, I. I slept through half of an exam that was kind of important you slept through it. <laughs> yeah what? um so i I'd, I'd taken i'd taken um both maths it was used to be maths one and two back in those days or math mm. studies and specialist maths or whatever it's called now um so <laughs> specialist maths i had zero idea what i was doing right yeah i remember sleeping through the entirety of the practice exam yeah, because I was exhausted at the end of year twelve, and I remember, yeah, sitting in this exam, going through in the first hour or what I think it was two hours, going through in the first hour, just answering as much as I could, and then I put my head down on the desk and I said a little prayer. I said, "God, I just pray that I pass this exam because I <laughs> can't fail, or else I fail all of year twelve. It's a I'm classic like, prayer, enough. isn't it? You haven't yeah. studied, like God help but me. I'm like." <laughs> I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I just pray, God, that I've done enough to pass this yeah. because, you know, I, I, I didn't have any worries about the rest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I ended up with a, I think it was a 9 out of 20 or something, which was scaled up to an 11. I'm like, yeah, that's a pass. Oh, yeah, I'll take f- that. 55% yeah. or whatever. Yeah, over 50%. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I ended up passing gear 12 because of that. But, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I – it got it got to the point where like I, I don't like studying things that um, there's zero point to, and specialist maths fit into that category of 
there is right. nothing in this that I'm going to use for the rest of my life. Yeah. Why am I here studying it? Yeah, so, yeah. No, I, I felt <clears throat> I felt the same when I was at school. Yeah. Why am I studying things that I'm never going to you know use or just practically applying my life. Yeah. So, like I enjoyed history when I was in high school because I always knew that history is something that it's like it's good to know your history, right? Yeah. Because yeah. It, you know it's it's important. But like maths, I was shocking at maths. Yeah. Um. Or like physics, you know, it's kind of important, but I wasn't I wasn't a really good student anyway. So um. Sorry, I cut you off there, but I was just That's gonna right. ask you about uh. I was gonna come back to what you were saying about those three. Is it three friend? Yeah. Groups. Yeah. And then what you also said at the beginning about your your personality and you trying to fit in mm, mm. with different people because you wanted to be liked and yeah. that's kind of your personality, like still. Yeah. Probably that yeah. this is your well, I just did personality tests the other day and oh, I've right. still got I've still got that sense within yeah. um within my personality test that comes back a results. Yeah. So as in like being liked or I don't know how else to phrase it, but being liked is something that's yeah. very important. Yes, you, yes. Is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. So how, how would you say your experiences in high school and then all those uh, friends that you're trying to fit in, how did that shape you? Yeah. Um, Do you regret anything? Yeah, I don't I don't think I, I don't think I regret anything. I mean, I, I probably look at it now and kind of have a lot of sympathy or empathy, I'm not sure which one's the right word, for people going through high school. Yeah. You know, I, I, I spent and and this this is the reason why I kind of spent six years after high school kind of leading in a youth ministry context was because I wanted to be able to speak you know my my ex, from my experiences in in high school into um, the lives of those who are currently going into it because like we we put a lot of, like as a society we put a lot of pressure on kids to get to 18 and know exactly what they want to do in life. I think it's crazy. I, me me as an 18-year-old, yeah. man, like I, I don't I, I don't want to be making any decisions. Like I'm, me 30, as a, I'm 30, I don't want to make any decisions now. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, you know, like and the fact is our culture at the moment is, you know, that people don't go to university, study one thing and have the one job for the rest of their life anymore. Like people are having more and more jobs, more and more career changes, more and more, you know, all, all of these things. So there's not as much emphasis on just your, you know, year 12 score and what you're going to do straight out of year 12 that's going to impact the rest of your life because mm. you can change that. I mean, I've I've a testament of the fact that I went, went to uni, dropped out, went back, back to uni did something else and now doing something totally different to what i was doing before like i'm already on my kind of second career path if you like yeah um not that i call the first one any a career a career <laughs> but you know like it was different to what i'm doing now so so yeah i mean just just the just the sense of struggling to remember what your question was now question but, was do you want me to remind you yeah 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 maybe <laughs> remind me yeah question was how did your experiences in high school especially trying to fit in with all those different yeah. groups and and this is a complex question actually i'm getting mixed up yeah. what am i asking i'm asking so i'm asking about your experience in high school and how like you were trying to fit in with all those friends yeah but also given that your personality is you want to be liked yeah so how all, how did all of that your high school experiences how did that shape you now and do you have any regrets looking yeah. back yeah yeah would you have done things differently yeah or like so, what did you learn about yourself mm, and your and your mm. personality 
because I, I sorry i just was pre- preaching a small sermon here yeah because <laughs> <laughs> no, i think you know it, inherently it's not a terrible thing to want to be liked no I think this is every human being's uh, desire in yeah. a way like this is yeah. how we created we created to, to to be appreciated and loved and we crave that in a sense yes like anything this can get unhealthy and yes. you can be so obsessed and so fixated on on that it's stopping you from thriving yeah um so yeah so i don't think it's a, like i'm i'm very similar i think yeah uh not that we have the same personality types but i'm, I'm similar in a sense of i yeah it, it feels good to be yeah liked yeah so uh <laughs> so i'm asking so how so is it is it different now that sense of wanting to be liked how, how does that compare to your high school mm. days what have mm. you learned from from that time in high school yeah um, so i how's mean it, how's it different to now yeah so it's it's certainly different in in the sense um school school is brutal in the in in the sense of you you're there to learn you're you're there to um you know with a bunch of people that you go to every day you you know have the same classes with you're expected to mix with as far as you know doing projects and things together you're expected to in a, in a sense you're put in an environment where you have to um you have to thrive otherwise there's not really much mm. other option but, i mean homeschooling is a, is a thing but I, I probably have a few issues with that but um but yeah like you you've 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 got to thrive because you know, like the, the secular secular world puts so much weight on it for you to you know do something then with your with your life with mm. what you get at high school like the the score that you come out with i kind of i kind of go like the the rest of the rest of life isn't like that and i think in year 12 that that dawned on me to go this this doesn't matter one one year after no one's going to care what my what, what they call it now atar is no, no one's gonna care. Like, no, no one on this podcast cares what I got in my high school. Like, I'm 30 years old now. Like, that was 12 years ago that I finished. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just did an application to do a subject the other day, and they wanted my ATAR score, and I had to like scratch my brain to actually figure out what it was. I'm like, you know, like in essence, that's not going to be the weight in you know the thing that's going to get me into that course. It's going to be what I've been doing for the last 12 years that's going to get me into that. Right, into that, right. Into that course, but initially that's <clears throat> important, though, isn't it? Like, but yeah, I mean, like your your to get into university, yeah, that's everything. Yeah, your your ATAR de- determines on what courses you will be accepted into. So you know, so like if you get a if you get a crappy ATAR, it means that you won't be a doctor. Yeah, because because you can't study well. <laughs> well, <laughs> so like, yeah, like if you don't gonna, do well in school. Yeah, I was going to say so, so, so differently than that, but like it, it, you know, we, we, like, you know, would you want someone cutting open your head that got a fifty percent ATAR? Like, yeah. well, I don't want anyone to be cutting <laughs> open my head, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I yeah, know that's what you mean. right. I know what you mean. Like yeah. you know, so so there's, there's certain there's certain, and that's an extreme, I know, but you know, there, there's certain things that 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 score determines for you already. Yeah. Um, but in a sense, it doesn't actually matter for you socially. It doesn't matter for no. you, um, you know, fitting in to a community or, you know, and having a sense of worth because it doesn't matter what your ATAR is, you can still work doing something that is satisfying. You know, you can, you can still have uh, friends and, and conversations and all that kind of stuff which um, build you up and, and all of that kind of stuff. So for me, you know, and, and this was the area that I really had to develop 
like the the social aspect of school is the most important i think because if you if you go through school and you're all about academic and my score at the end of it and you have no friends and you have you know no ability to actually talk with people and you know be able to go up and ask for a hamburger when you go into mcdonald's and um you know have social those social interactions if that the thought of that cripples you then school has not served you well so so for me i was like that this this thing is what what is more important about school for me to for me to um come out with that so yeah so for me like i i kept some of my relationships from you know my last group of friends like we still we probably don't catch up at anywhere near as what we much as we used to but probably for the like the five years after i finished we you know there was a couple of people that i caught up with regularly and now we probably there's one guy that keeps having birthday parties so we at least get together once a year um kind of thing at his birthday uh, hangout he, thing that he keeps he, on getting old yeah <laughs> yeah so and like you know and and it's great like we get to celebrate his birthday and also have a sense of everyone gets together and yeah, you know, yeah. gets to hang out and that kind of thing so um so yeah so we, we i still have a connection with a bunch of my friends you know 12 years on i wouldn't say it's a strong connection but yeah but that social connection and that you know thing that kind of dawned on me you know, halfway year three or 12, that this social thing was the thing that I needed more so than my good score has, has been something that has set me up better for life, I think, rather than going, I need to study, I need to study, I need to get the best score possible. Um, because to do that, for me, as someone who's not a great student, I would have had to shut myself off from everyone. And have no um, relationships. And have no relationships and get out of school with nothing. To, but a good score. But a good score. And yeah. that, for me, would not have been satisfying. Mm. So would you say you are an introvert or an extrovert? I'm a, I, I, <laughs> so I did my personality test the other day. I'm an 86% introvert. 86% introvert? Yes. That's pretty high. That is extreme. But what does that mean? Extremely what do you mean? high. What do you yeah. mean? Because I've never heard of percentages. So yeah, so I mean, this this particular personality test that I I did um, gives you a scale between the two. So it you know mm -hmm. it says that um, so eighty six percent of the questions that were aimed at you know, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I yeah. answered introvertically. Introvertically, yes. Wow. Yeah, that's not even a word. Sure. I just, a word. <laughs> I just, see, I this is what I do, man. I make up words. Yeah. And yeah. then I say I'm confident, and then people go, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. But um, not everyone. Most so, yeah. Don't. So, introversion and extroversion, like, you know, like I, I am not crippled by needing to have a social life. I'm not yeah. crippled by needing to be on, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor, so I need to be on stage in front of people and talk to them or, you know, lead worship in front of them or whatever. Um, you know, so that, that doesn't really cripple me as much as it would typical introvert who hates that kind of thing. I still hate it. Right. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. But so um, in, in a sense, well, hate is probably a bit too much of a strong word. It's uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but what, what the introversion is getting at is that, um, where you get your energy. So I, that, that is incredibly draining. If I have to yeah, preach, yeah. if I have to preach even once in a day, I can't do anything else social for the rest of the day. I just have to go and recharge for yeah. tomorrow if I'm going to get out of bed. Like, you know, so, so that, that, yeah, that, 
for me, that 86%, because I'm so introverted, I just have to be careful that I'm not doing too much of that, you know, typical extrovert stuff in a day because I'm going, like, my batteries are just going to mm. deplete really fast and same with parties and things like that you know going to a party like i I can chat with people and all that kind of stuff but when i get home i'm just like i'm ready for bed Mm. i'm I'm done because you're you're drained because of all the social interactions yeah and all that stuff yeah and because my introverted is so high like you know an introvert that's maybe like you know i was doing it with someone who was a 56 percent introvert he's not going to get as much drained yeah from those social interactions and all that kind of stuff and maybe not feel as as uncomfortable you know and, and different yeah. things with some of those things that i do as what i do yeah um because he's kind of more in the middle of the you know the, the two poles yeah. if you like yeah i'd say i'm probably I, I haven't done this test before the percentage whatever maybe you can send me a link later and mm. <laughs> i'll do it but i'd say i'm probably just based on how i view myself and other things that i've done I'm probably 60-40, so I'm 60% introvert, introvertically inclined. <laughs> I'm going to make You're it a word. Go with it. Yeah, introvertically yeah. inclined, 60%, <clears throat> and 40% probably just, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I, like I do get drained, and I've done pastoral ministry in the past and yeah. you know, speaking to people and, and, and preaching. And, and uh, I, I think like speaking to people from stage, is, it's a different type of draining than yeah. you get from actual interaction with people one-on-one. Yeah. But I've done all of those things and, uh, yeah, like it is draining and, you know. But uh, I think I, I learned to to live with that and to like find ways during the yeah. day to actually recharge. Yeah. Rather than spend, you know, a few hours on Sunday or whatever of interacting with people and then crash completely. Because that's yeah. not healthy either. That's right? right. That's right. And I mean, you know, like, um, and, th- and that's something that my my family needs to know as well about me like my my wife is an introvert as well whereas my child i'm pretty sure is an extrovert (laughs) um so um yeah so that they need to know that after i preach dad won't be doing you know he won't be the first one in the kitchen getting lunch yeah he will be the one that gets home flops in the couch and you know because he's something he's done you know his his kind of thing for the day it might be good if i'd you know get him lunch or whatever even because of because of that or you know for me to for me to preach in the day and then go out to a party or something and then have to come back to do Mm. another service or something like that i'm like well you know can we not do things on sundays yes like between services because i'm just done um so all all of those all of those kind of things like my family you know just knows that yeah it's 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 tough it's draining sundays are just if possible a no go zone for any other events other than church. So, yeah. did you say Emily, your <laughs> wife, she's more introverted than you or less? I didn't quite catch that. I reckon you? she's prob- probably less. She's less introverted. Less introverted. Sorry, she's I, I less should... introvertically inclined. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She ha- she probably hasn't done that test, um, yeah. so I can kind of compare. But I would say she's probably less less introverted than me. Yeah, I, 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 See, don't, I don't know. I don't know man. I mean, I know her less. Like, I, I don't know her as well as I yeah. know you. But I don't know. Emily, yeah, if you're listening yeah. to this, I don't know. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll gotta, give her the link as well. That's and she it. Can sort it out. Because I don't talk to her that much. So maybe that's why she comes across as more yeah. introvertically. Okay, I'm going to stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She comes across as more, yeah. like, more introverted. I mean, we, we, both did, we both did the Enneagram is totally different, right? So we yeah, both yeah. did the Enneagram. And um, 
I came out as a two. We, we didn't do one that had the wings, but um, yeah. I came out as a two and she came out as a six. Oh, she's a six. Yeah. Wow. So she's the skeptical, yeah, skeptical security conscious one. Right. Um, I'm the I'm the giver. Um, can't remember, can't remember what. Yeah, I just did the test and I was just like, oh, yeah. No, you're the, cool. the helper, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, or the helper or the giver or whatever, yeah. which it depends on what what description you read. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, but that doesn't, you know, the introversion and extroversion doesn't come into that. That's not really a scale that they use. Yeah, it's something one. different. But yeah. So how, how do you, it's going to be maybe a question that you don't want to respond to. That's fine. It's a very decent chat. Anything could happen. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> Uh, so how do you see that introversion, extroversion and different personality types playing in your marriage? Like what's been, so I'm trying to like, you know, yeah. pull everything together, like other things that you've been saying about your past and this, this need to be accepted or liked and how you learn from that now. And so how, how is that all coming together in your, in your marriage? Cause you got married quite young. Yeah. So you met Emily in, in high school, is that right? Yeah, so we started dating um, at the end of year nine for both of us. Yeah, so that's how so it's 15. So that would be, I was 15 and she yeah. was 14. Yeah. Um, and and we got, got married when we were both 21. So she was 21 for a couple of weeks and I was 21 yeah. from six months ago. So you, so and you're 30 now, so pretty much 15 years of knowing each other. Yeah, dating so and it's married. been a bloody long time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, that, that, that means we've, we've, um, been together for over half of our lives. Yeah. So, which wow. is, um, which is, yeah, not, not something that a lot of people would say. And anyone who's under the age of 18 that's listening to us, like, we both do not recommend that. Okay. So talk about that. So, um, so yeah, that when, when we came out that we were kind of dating, you know, what wasn't necessarily received well um by certain parents looking back kind of rightly so i mean you mm. <laughs> like your 14 year old girl that's wanting to hang out with and see this other you know 15 year old guy who's got raging emotions and um you know including sexual ones that wants to you know is interested in your daughter like i don't have daughters so i don't know yeah fully those kind of emotions uh yet but i can i can kind of i can kind of get now that i'm you know 30 and a, a bit bit further on that 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 was a lot to you know deal, deal with mm. um you know so and both of us are oldest children so you know this is the first time that um you know both sets of parents were kind of going through you know now my kids are dating that's a thing now and you know, like how to how how, mm. how do we? You know, it's new for everyone. It's new for us. It's new for them. It's um, yeah. So um, yeah. So we 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 don't recommend it just because of the fact. Um, you know, we we were both both Christians by the time we were dating. Uh, we both would have called ourselves Christians by the time we were dating. So, like, you mean like you grew up in church? <coughs> yeah. So we, S- same we, church or was it different? Yeah. Churches? So yep. same same church. Um, you know. So I I had a bit of a thing from her from for, for from probably kids' church. So like, yeah, that would have been wow. when I was maybe twelve or thirteen or something, like the end of end of kids' church. Right. It took me that long to do something about it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so. 
so I mean, yeah, like, but I mean, yeah, no one knows what they're they're wanting to do. Dating, as it gets taught in church, is you, you know, if you're getting taught well about dating, it should be, you know, you you only date people you can see yourself marrying. Mm. And when you're 14 and you're 15, you're not thinking about you're marriage. not thinking about marriage. You think about other things, Mike. Yes, like what things? <laughs> uh, yeah, like you're you're thinking about what makes you feel good and what yeah, what attracts right. you and all that kind of stuff. Like you know, and, well, and it's, cool. it's cool. It's cool to have a, a it's yeah. cool to have a girlfriend. It's cool to have a boyfriend. Like all all of that stuff is is cool when you're in that area. It becomes more normal when you get older that people you know partner up and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's the cool thing to to do and it is unheard of that you have people who got together when you're 14 and 15 that get married yeah, yeah. but we are we are the anomaly um you know and we we're quite open about that rather than going oh everyone be like us you know you can have a high school romance as well because it was it was it was the tough like, it was tough what was tough about it yeah so apart I mean, from what you mentioned already like you know there, there were a, there were a number of times where we could have you know, given up on the whole thing, and you know, like I think, like Emily is Emily is a lot smarter than I am. Um, you know, so her ATAR was a lot higher than what I, mine is. Not that we care about. Um, this not that we care about <laughs> this, but like you know, just putting it in yeah, the yeah. perspective that we're given. Um, you know, so and you know, she also comes from a family that's um, half Chinese. So, you know, culturally, um, academic is important. Education and academic achievement is very important. Um, so you've got all of that playing into the life of, you know, one young girl who's got a boyfriend who doesn't come from that same, you know, that same, same area. Um, and for her, that hit her very hard. Like that was, that was, you know, like she, um, yeah, through three, year, three year 12, she was just not right to the point where, you know, I kind of said, look, maybe you should go to the doctor and get checked out because I, I feel that your, you know, your, your headspace is a bit hazy oh. with what's, you know, what's going on and end up, you know, that she, she was diagnosed with clinical depression um, and that was oh. that was probably the thing that almost that. Yeah. almost split us up because um, and the know, because I was I was trying to be the support yeah. for her um, you know and that's not something that a, a 17, 18 year old knows yeah. how to do oh, the best. Absolutely. So um, hang on, can I just jump <coughs> yeah, in? Yeah. So, so the depression came from her um, this kind of struggle between like what the expectations might have been from her family and where she was at with you. Yeah, I think, part of that I think so because like by that point, like by that point, what we were hearing was you're only dating the people that you want to be pursuing marriage That's with. That's the church teaching. Was That's the church teaching. You've yeah. got you've got her parents teaching who are kind of like, you know, you need to you need to do well in school. Like this this is really really important. Yeah. Because your your job prospects afterwards are gonna you know be reliant on that or like yeah that's all all very valid um, and yeah and then you've you've got her own personal struggle which is you know like what everyone struggles with where am I what where am I seeing my identity in all of this mm. and then that just kind of like created this circling and and confusion within her mind as to mental um, storm yeah. yeah. Like and th this is this is something that I had a lot earlier, 
you know what, what I talked about you know in year seven to twelve seven to nine kind of thing um, of you know my my identity crisis were there but hers was probably around year twelve because the stress and the um, the expectation and all of that kind of stuff came came up for her and she just didn't know what to what to do with it all and um, you know like that that you know when when that happens for someone that overflows into the, every every relationship that they have. So, I mean, I started, you know, I started feeling that, you know, there, there were some conversations and things that we, that we had that were, you know, probably fueled by some of the stuff that, you know, she was kind of experiencing and, and I, I was kind of like, kind of hoping to stay around, you know, and, and talking about, look, you know, I, I feel like I could, I could marry you, but this, like, if, you know, this, this is, if this keeps going the way that it's going, you know, there's going to become a point where I'm going to break. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like, what What does it look like to protect myself from that, even though, you know, we're in this together and we're wanting to, wanting to do all of that. You know, so so what I kind of come around to, you know, answer, answer your original question was, um, you know, would we recommend it? It's just, it's, it's just another stress that you don't need in your school life. Right. While it's all fun and games and all that kind of stuff, and it's all new and all that kind of all that kind of thing, like right, so. Listen up, yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Mike is giving you advice. Like it's it's just it's just not a stress that you need. Yeah. And if you're a high stress kind of kind of person, it's going to affect your mental health significantly. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so it, you and wouldn't do it again that way. No, well, it's well, probably a hard question to it's, answer. It's a hard question to ask because you've got a marriage out of yeah, that. I mean, you've got a relationship. But like, I, for me, I wouldn't have it any other way because how we came out of that like drew us drew us together a lot, right? Um, you know, and um, the way that you know I was able to support her through that really meant a lot, you know, for her and and things like that. Um, even the way that she, um, you know, tried her best to support me through um you know some of the stuff that i was dealing with as a support person for her like you know that meant a you know great deal to me and that's why you know why we kind of you know journeyed through that together and eventually it just become part of our story part of our journey yeah. and all that kind of stuff together and we started to you know figure out and at that time i was going to go to uni and do something terribly different to what i was doing now but mm. you know and you know supporting her through her uni degree and all that kind of stuff but um but yeah and we wouldn't have it any other way and it just got to the end of her uni degree and we're just like well yeah we can't really wait any longer to you know because perk of marriage for the christian is you know what happens on the (laughs) the marriage night uh yeah and after that so you know we're kind of like yeah we're we're, you know ready to take that step (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah before we do something silly that we're gonna we're gonna regret like let's let's um get this happening right so yeah so i mean you know and that's you know six years down the track you got six years to keep it in your pants before you know it's allowed to come out <laughs> you, <laughs> you should probably cut that no nah, uh, it <laughs> it's very decent chat so yeah uh, it's unedited man no there's a bit of editing but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna think about it 
But um, <laughs> yeah, just don't put it on any social media, you know, to listen to this because of this quote. Um, I actually do quotes now for yeah. the show, so like interesting quotes from my guests and this is definitely going to make That it. one is definitely not interesting. <laughs> um, but but yeah, is- but I mean, like, you know, for, for the Christian, you know, it is like as, as much as we don't want to be judgmental and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, it is, you know, let's be honest, it is frowned upon for people to have sex before marriage because within the Bible it says save yourself for marriage. So, you know, what I had was six years of saving Saving myself for marriage with this person that kind of, you know, for at least two of them kind of knew that I wanted to marry but just A, couldn't afford it and it wasn't the right time. Like, you know, whereas I could have just kind of gone, waited till after after year 12 and, you know, maybe only had three, three years. But looking back, if I did that, would I have had the same journey and experiences and the things that drew us together that we had? Yeah. Probably not. So. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So in one way, I wouldn't have it any other way. In another way, definitely don't recommend it. Mm. All right. Yeah. I think it makes sense to me in a sense of, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, what's that noise? <laughs> Yeah, we are. Rec- I sometimes record this in the most random places, and this is one of those. Yeah, so be hearing all sorts of noises mm. uh, of the surroundings. Um, what was I going to say? There's something profound. Oh yeah, so <laughs> but I, I sort of like. I think I. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. So like, it's uh, it's one of those things where I think there is no point in a way thinking that I could have done it differently or whatever because what makes you you and what makes your relationship the way the way it is now. Yeah is those experiences. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you can say, which is what you've just said, you can say that you wouldn't recommend it because just because it worked out for you, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's it, going yeah. to work out for everyone else. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have an opportunity to wait and not do it that way relationally, yeah. then I think you should. I think, And I think that's what you're saying, right? Mm. Mm. Was that a bit of a counseling session? I'm actually going to be studying counselling, so I feel I feel like a counsellor now. So how does it make you feel, Mike? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that part of your story actually, so that was good. Yeah, appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's my my younger years were well, my like yeah. I I think my life isn't terribly interesting, but I think there are things about it that yeah you know, I can in certain circumstances used to bring into you know certain pastoral care conversations or you know things like that which i can kind of look back on and say look this is this is my life this is my experience and then be able to speak into you know something else for it to be for it to be useful for them Uh, yeah looking looking back i know know i kind of you know we've been talking about having this chat for a couple of couple of weeks now i'm kind of like what what's very decent about me that you want to talk about yeah. Um, Are you surprised at the direction this conversation, this very decent chat took? Yeah, like I, I think, I think it, yeah, you know, it, it might be helpful. I, yeah, yeah, I know. See, we'll I see, think we'll yeah. leave it to the listeners to decide. Well, that's the thing. That's I'm, I think I'm actually saying something similar, like in my introduction podcast, that it's you know I'm not trying to be. Um, what am I saying there? I'm not trying to be arrogant when I say it's very decent chats. Because ultimately, it's not up to me, right? Like, yeah. It's yeah, whoever yeah. listens. It's it's up to them to determine if this was yeah. a very decent chat, or if it was helpful, 
in any way or inspiring and, or just, you know, education or whatever. Yeah, and ultimately you do it because you enjoyed chatting with people. Right? That's right. And so from my perspective, every chat is a very different <laughs> chat. <laughs> I'm just, I just like hearing people's stories and yeah, just like having yeah. conversations. So, yeah. you know, and then I'm just recording that and hoping that maybe someone else that's going to listen in will, mm. will benefit as well. So, but I just want to quickly pick up on what you said just then. Yeah, that sure. you You don't feel like, or you didn't, you didn't know, you didn't feel like you, there's anything interesting about your story or whatever. Man, you know what? That's just, that's just rubbish. <laughs> All right? That kind Thanks. of mentality. I'm yeah. going to tell you off now. No, because I think actually, and whoever's listening to this, I think a lot of people might have that mentality that, you know, I'm not worthy of sharing my story or there's nothing interesting about my life. Mm. There is nothing, you know, and we compare ourselves to others. Yeah. Because when you say, or when I say, for example, oh, there's nothing interesting about my story, what's my point of reference for saying that? Yeah. If I think, well, see, my idol is, I don't know, uh, I like the band Switchwood, right? And I like yeah. John Foreman. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very Christian thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Switchwood is my favorite band. Yeah. No, I, but I like the guy, right? I like yeah. John Foreman. He's, yeah. I think he's very smart, very creative, and, and I like just the way he thinks about stuff. Yeah. So now for me to say, oh, he's my idol and, you know, he's my point of reference for the assessment whether my life is interesting or not. Yes. So then I would say, oh, my life's not interesting because I'm thinking, well, John Foreman's life is really interesting yeah. and that's what I'm aspiring to, but I'm not there. Yeah. Well, it's just silly to think that. Yeah, yeah. And so... And I, like, yeah. you know, in, in saying in saying that, I, I joke about that, but I kind of go, we, you know, I'm just going to have Pastor Hat on for, an, for now. Um, my, um, you know, we, we think in, in church, our, like, you know, our testimony of coming to Jesus needs to be something of the lines of i was a drug addict and jesus turned my life around <laughs> like you know and now i don't want drugs any drugs anymore turn. and like all, all this kind of stuff i'm like yeah and the amount of the amount of um testimonies that i've heard that start with the precursor of i don't have a very interesting story or i just grew up in a christian home and i've always thought that jesus has been pretty cool and he's like you know he's had an impact on my life yeah like you know, I've come to the the point as a as a pastor as and and listening to a bunch of testimonies that that is just as amazing a story than the person who was a drug 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 addict and Jesus has turned their life around because Jesus has had just as much of a yeah of an impact. And when you when you bring that mentality into you know what we're what we're doing here, and when I kind of you know joke around saying there's not not much interesting about my story, like even hearing myself you know talk about it, I kind of go well yeah there's a, there's actually a little bit more there than you know what I think about every day. Yeah. It's the situations that you're talking into, or you know the person that you're talking into, and I know you're asking questions that are trying to draw out certain mm. parts of of the story that's which is I, that's what i do baby making it <laughs> making it more very decent than what it, what it may seem if i was just gonna go you know you've got half an hour go yeah, yeah. um you know like there, there is stuff there that i've experienced that i've experienced i believe to help other people yeah you know so for for me to then say well for me to then just sit on all of that and go, well, that's my experience, and you know, that's mm. that's all there is to it is is quite a quite a selfish thing to do. Um, but actually, you know, for for people to you know actually share their own experience 
you know, for us to share our own experience and be able to identify with with something from someone else's story to either validate or challenge our own mm. our own stories, like actually really, you know, is is really helpful. And mm. I found really helpful in my own life as I've been walking through it. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. While I say my story isn't particularly interesting, it's you yeah. know, it's um, it is. You're repenting from it now. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. We have to end it here because. I've got another meeting to go to. Yeah. <laughs> so i got to run. But thanks for saying yes uh, to this very decent chat. No worries. Sharing some of your story. Um, sensing some of the things that you said you didn't expect you were going to say. And share. Yeah, but, prob- probably But that's not. awesome. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's what makes it very decent. So, yeah. Cool. No worries. All right. That was great to be here. I'm just going to... Just end it. End it. All right. <laughs> Okay, so this is the end of my very decent chat with Mike. I really enjoyed it. And if you did too, then let me encourage you to share this episode on social media platforms. That would be great. Also, let me remind you that you can follow Very Decent Chats on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, It's a really good way to stay connected with Very Decent Chats. And also, it's an opportunity to leave a review or just simply comment on the things that you appreciated from, from different episodes. And speaking of reviews and comments... If you find this podcast helpful and interesting or engaging or educational and and so on, then consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever else you might be getting your podcasts from. It's a really helpful thing when people leave reviews and it does make it easier for everyone else to find this podcast and tune in. So please don't be shy and leave a review or, or give us a rating on iTunes. That would be awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great week and I'll catch you in the very next episode of Very Decent Chats.